Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. My name is Ann Ortley. Um, this is my weekly weather show uh, for the week of October 4th, 14-14-2018. Bright and early on Sunday morning, a little too early for me. I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, well, I've had half a cup, but, you know, I need, need a couple cups before the brain turns on. Um, so what we do here on the weekly weather is we talk about the week ahead and how to use the energy productively and happily and help, hopefully helpfully, hopefully helpfully, I think that works, um, and give you a, a preamble or a pre-sight into what's coming in. Last week I said Wednesday would be tough, a uh, difficult day, and of course out of nowhere a hurricane came named Michael um, and came zooming up the coast and whipped in across the panhandle kind of wiping out part of Florida, so our thoughts and prayers with the uh, Floridians who got um, got wiped away, uh, lost their homes and their housing and their livelihoods, uh, and a lot of other people had exciting things happen. I was in Tucson uh, teaching baby astrologers to turn into full-time astrologers, people aspiring to go professional for OPA, the Organization for Professional Astrology. And we had uh, quite a few emotional moments uh, Wednesday and Tuesday. Uh, so the week was really full of um, full of some interesting energy. Uh, and I, I, this week ahead is kind of a processing week. Mercury has gone into Scorpio, um, and he's going to leak up with Venus this week, who's retrograde. She goes retrograde for 40 days. She's going to be retrograde until November 17th, 1-7. And when Venus and Mercury meet up in Scorpio, they're meeting up, interestingly, with Psyche active and with uh, pulling up things from the underworld active. So expect deep emotions to surface this week as Venus uh, and Mercury meet. Last week when we had the emotional day, that was uh, Jupiter, or the moon in Scorpio. Right? So people had a lot of emotional things. A uh, number of people lost uh, relatives, loved ones, um, and pets, too. Like They count because they're part of our family. Uh, a couple people had surgeries that went um, better than expected. One, had, one person had surgery that didn't go so well. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was an intense couple of days. And now we, we process. You know, the universe gives us a day or two off. And it says, okay, you know, you went through all this intense stuff, and now think about it. We're in the approach to Venus and the sun coming together. Now, they meet up every four years in the same sign, right? So they're going to meet up in Scorpio on October 26th. So as we go towards that upcoming conjunction, where they're going to meet at three degrees of Scorpio in your chart on October 26th, they are going to then initiate a four-year cycle until they meet again in Scorpio four years from now around the same degree. It also is an eight-year cycle from the last time they met retrograde at three degrees or four degrees of Scorpio eight years ago. So if you think about four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, 16 years ago, in your early Scorpio degrees, there were new beginnings then around your passions. This week, as Mercury comes to Venus, the two of them are going to talk to you, or they're going to talk in the heavens, and you should listen <laughs> if you don't want to talk to them personally. 
They're going to be talking to you about your value and your worth and what's important to you and, more importantly, how you're valued and why you're valued for that as opposed to something else. Now, they happen to rule, Venus and Scorpio happens to rule all the Libra planets that are in the sky. And there are a few up there. Uh, The sun, of course, is in Libra. Uh, Ceres is in Libra. And Mercury and um, Venus are in Scorpio. But Venus also rules the Taurus planets in the heavens, of which Uranus is up there, right, because Uranus is in Taurus. Um, So what happens when a planet rules another planet? They report in, and they say to both Uranus and the Sun and Ceres, report into Venus, and they say, hey, you know, this is what I think my value and worth is. And Venus and Scorpio says to them, oh, that's what you think you're worth, huh? Well, I don't know about that. Or, well, you know, you're correct. You're worth that. But, you know, think about these other things. And, of course, Venus and Scorpio always, you know, Scorpio house in our chart always is how we're valued by other people. It's the house of sex, death, and taxes, the stuff we don't really talk about very much. And it's kind of the quiet stuff. It's also, the, it's, it's also in the section of the sky called the Via Combusta. And the Via Combusta runs from 15 Libra to 15 Scorpio. So in that space in the heavens, now Ceres and the Sun and Mercury and Venus are there. So they're in a very passionate place. And they have a passionate uh, expression of themselves. So we saw it last week, if you were watching Kanye West, you know, hug and kiss uh, President Trump, right? And we had Melania give an interview about what she thinks about things, passionate, people being very passionate about their things. And in our own lives, where we express passion or where we express G, um, I'm maybe not so passionate about that anymore. Once upon a time, I was. But now, not so much. Remember, the note of fate is also in Leo, answering to the sun in Libra, answering to Venus in Scorpio. Um, And, of course, Venus in Scorpio answers to Mars in Aquarius, which was retrograde all summer long, which was running back and forth in the early degrees, asking you how you want to change, what you want to do, are you happy, do you need to shift stuff, and this week, um, Mars, last week actually, Mars left his shadow on the 10th, and now he's in free, free territory. But Venus is still retrograde till November 17th, and she's in Scorpio until January 7th. So we are really delving in on a deep, deep psychological basis these next few months into what is of value to us. And it's a really important question. Um, she doesn't often spend, you know, a lot of time. Last time she was retrograde in Scorpio was eight years ago, right? Um, and she doesn't go retrograde that often. Um, uh, so when she goes retrograde, we really want to assess what's important to us. And because Mercury and Venus are joined and they're in Scorpio, and, of course, that means, of course, things ending. You know, I, Mercury, I had a lot of Mercury adventures while I was in Tucson, including a flat tire in my rental car. Um, you know, it's it's understanding Mercury is going to be talking to us about endings and loss and letting go as he opposes Uranus last week, and now he's going to come to Venus. 
So it's a really good week for deep conversation, and the heavens is supporting it. It's going to have a bunch of stuff going on, but it's going to give us the opportunity for quiet time. And I encourage you to take it. Uh, Uranus is um, still squaring the nodes of fate, right? But Mercury formed a T-square or cardinal cross with him last week, but now Mercury's out of that circle. And so the square, the cross that's hanging out in the heavens between Uranus and the nodes is waiting for something to roll through there. And pretty soon uh, Venus will go through there and also the sun will go through there. But, you know, we have a week or so off. What we're supposed to do this week kind of get stuff in order. The moon is running through <clears throat> the signs of the collective. It's in Capricorn today. Uh, later today, around 317, it goes into Cap. And it's in Capricorn. Um, okay, get your moon calendars. I switched on you there. You didn't say, oh, I'm switching. Uh, the moon's in Capricorn. Right now it's void in Sagittarius. And it went void at 858 last night with a sextile to the sun. And now it in, goes into Capricorn today at 3.17 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's in Capricorn Monday, Tuesday through 5.49 p.m. when its closing aspect is a sextile to Jupiter. Void Tuesday night and enters Aquarius at 3.36 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And it's in Aquarius Wednesday, Thursday. Friday it goes void at 8.27 with the trying to the sun. It's void all day Friday. And it enters Pisces at 4.20 p.m. Friday afternoon. It's in Pisces Friday afternoon, Friday night, Saturday the 20th, Sunday the 21st, going void on the 21st with a moon trying to Jupiter. Uh, 7.47 p.m. on the Sunday the 21st, void Sunday night, entering Aries bright and early, uh, Monday the 22nd with a nice closing aspect of a square to Pluto. That actually, Monday and Tuesday, the 22nd, a little more difficult. Um, but with Mercury and Venus in the path of fire and the sun going through the quadrant of what did we amount to, what's our value, what's our purpose, what's our worth, what, is, what have we accomplished, Capricorn, and then into Aquarius, what is my greater service to the good, to the community, to the world, and then Pisces, where am I here to sacrifice, to serve? What's my karma? What have I done? Those are going to be the questions that the moon is going to be posing to us as he rolls through these houses, as he rolls through these signs, in your chart and in everybody's chart. And, you know, it, it's an interesting phenomenon, you know, having just spent a, a week with baby astrologers turning into grown-up astrologers and becoming professionals, it's very interesting, you know, when you, when you talk, there's like a common language that we all have, but then there's everybody's individual understanding of it. And um, one of the things that I've noticed in, in my travels, in my 24 years as an astrologer, keep thinking, wow, I've been an astrologer for 24, I've been actually studying astrology for 24 years, but I think that counts, um, you know, is how different people approach, how they approach things very differently in terms of their understanding, but that there's this universal basis. There's a universal theme. And the theme this week is understand your value. And don't let anybody tell you you're not worth it. You know, as I was watching, you know, we do this thing called peer group where we do a problem client and then we read each other's charts in front of each other. You know, so there's four women in my group 
a shout out to them all. They were, I had a fabulous time with each of them. But we, I picked names out of a hat, and I really did. I had my little one, two, three, four, five, and I picked them in order. And then we read each other. And then we do business plans on, on the last day, you know, what we're going to do with our business and how we're going to grow it. But during the readings, it was very interesting because, you know, you're performing in front of other people, a, a craft you normally do privately with your client. And so you're being observed. And in the same way that when I used to take palmistry class, my palmistry teacher told me, well, when the hand is observed, you know, you say, oh, show me your hands, and you show me your hands. And then when the hand realizes it's being observed, it kind of curls up a little and it gets a little shy, right? So I've got these, these, these four really amazing women uh, in my group, and, and they're, all, they're all suddenly anxious, right? Now, they've read, between them, they've read many, many charts. And they're all, you know, reasonably mature. I'm not going to say they're old, but, you know, none, none of us were under 20. None of us were under 30. I don't think even any, well, there were a couple that were under 40, but most of us were old farts um, uh, in a nice way, of course. I mean, that. Uh, but, but that anxiety, that performance, the am I doing okay, the am I enough, right? We're enough. We're enough the way we are. And we forget that. We get told so much in our culture, well, you know, be this, be that, be the other. And the note of fate in Leo, since last May, a year ago, a year and a half note of fate's been going through Leo. And right now he's squaring Uranus. So he's really shaking up things where you don't think you're enough. He's really just trying to shake you out of it and say to you, of course you're enough. You're here to create. You're here to be a human. You're here to do your path. You're here to do it. And so this week, as we go forward with the do it, we go forward with uh, how we get there, you know. Um, I, you know, some of you know I have a good friend in Julie Larson who was the older sister to John Larson who wrote the Broadway musical Rent. And last night, this week, actually, at Feinstein's 54, they've been having, playing his old music, music that he wrote uh, when he was an up-and-coming, somebody commissioned a song. He was doing a cabaret piece. He was doing so. The woman who produced it spent five years in the Library of Congress calling out his old work and presenting this kind of musical review, for lack of a better word. And one of the things that, um, you know, that he talked a lot about in his work, in both Rent and in Tick, Tick, Boom, as well as a lot of his other stuff, was the role of how do you create in a world where you're not sure, you know, that you're ever going to be heard? How do you communicate, you know, in a world that doesn't seem to want to listen? And one of the things that I used to do with his dad is, you know, because his sister lived in L.A., his father and I would go to his stuff, and Al would bring a camera and record stuff. And I would hang out with Al, his dad, who's still here and in his 90s, and was there last night. And at every performance, Al would go to every performance. I'd usually go to a couple, you know, to be his audience. And last night as I was watching all these people cheer, and I, you know, I just remember how hard his process was. And, of course, he died of an aortic aneurysm before his show was ever produced. It was the opening night of the show he died. And went, you know, went on to great, uh, great success. But it did have 
um, in a lasting impact on young artists and on anybody who listens to it about how do you pursue your path in a world that doesn't want you to or doesn't encourage you to. The North Node in Leo reminds us that we're here to have our, we're here on our own path. Whatever your natal North Node is, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing it with the, with the passion of your son, and you're supposed to do it in the direction of the house ruled by Leo. Right? So my son's in Virgo. Leo rules my seventh and my sixth house. I'm here to be of service to the community, here to be of service to others. That's Virgo's job, right, and to a seventh house of other people. And that's what I do in multiple ways. But it's understanding, you look at your sun, look at your north node, look at your Leo house. My north node, by the way, is in Capricorn in the house of Aquarius, also in the house of groups. So I work in service to groups. And I love it. Um, but I also recognize that, um, you know, that when I travel in the world, a lot of people are a little more, you're, you're hearing my cell phone receive a message. <laughs> My house phone is still out till the 17th. I'm having a lot of mercury transits. My house phone is out. My car rental car gets a flat tire. Um, but our job with this energy is to really understand we're here to create. And that's the point. That's the purpose. That's the reason. Whatever your creative path is, you know, get busy. Get working on it. Uh, the universe wants you to stop fooling around and not, giving, and not giving yourself permission to be as bright and as shiny as you're supposed to be. So, of course, the sun's in Libra, which is the sign of partnership and relationship. And he runs from 21 Libra through 29 Libra this week. Um, and he's answering to Venus and Scorpio. So he's very passionate and he's in the path of fire. So he's very intense. And the sun this week has an opposition to Eris on the 16th, which is a very fighting, scrappy little energy. And he aspects the nodes of fate on the 18th, triggering the eclipses helping us understand what we're here for, why we're here. And more importantly, you know, who do we want to partner with? Watch for partnership opportunities presenting themselves on the 17th as the sun has a biquintile to Juno, the planet of partnership. It may not be somebody you want to partner with, but there's an opportunity there um, and an offer. Uh, and watch for the 18th for kind of something sneaking up on you that you didn't see coming as the sun has a semi-sextile to Jupiter. Then on the 22nd next week, which is Monday, but we're going to feel it build up, 22nd is a tough day. Okay? A lot of, lot of stuff going on then. Sun in conjunct Chiron and sesquiquadrate Neptune. So that's a pretty emotional day. Probably the 21st, 22nd. Mercury this week, of course, is zipping along. Uh, he has quintile to Pluto, asking you to figure out how to work with triangles in a new way. And that happens today and tomorrow, uh, the 14th and 15th. And he has a parallel to Neptune, bringing up deep emotions from underneath. He links up with Venus on the 15th at 8 Scorpio. And, of course, Mercury and Venus are buddies, but Venus is going retrograde. So she's kind of a little crabby, or she's maybe a little upset or sad. But she's okay. She's, you know, she's really trying to help you understand your value. And she does this, you know, when she's in Scorpio. She wants you to get your value and your understanding and what you're worth. And, you're, and more importantly, why you're worth it. Right? Uh, Mercury also has a sextile to out-of-bounds Vesta on the 16th, which is Tuesday, allowing you to clear up some home and hearth issues and also health issues. 
And then he, uh, he and the son are kind of tracking the same section. Um, so he has aspects to Chiron and Neptune on the 19th. He has a square to Chiron and trying to Neptune. So while the sun has crabby aspects, uh, Mercury has, a, well, this is the realization. So Mercury's going to have the realization, which is going to make the sun crabby on the 22nd. So the 19th is a big day. Um, a lot of people get inspired or let go or, you know, watch for layoffs, probably stock market correction. Um, that make people a little excitable, especially because Mercury is on the world point and he's trining Neptune and he's squaring Mars. So the stuff that you thought about doing all summer long, you're actually going to do now <laughs> as Mercury square Mars on the world point. It's a contentious energy, the 19th. So the bad day this week is Friday the 19th, as last week was Wednesday when the hurricane came. Um, Mercury is also sextile Pluto and semi-square Saturn on the uh, 21st, 22nd. So sextile to Pluto gives him a lot of power or a lot of understanding. And, of course, as he goes through his decision-making, as he links up with Venus and he says, okay, this is what's important, right? And Venus goes, oh, because she's kind of sad and she's in Scorpio. And he goes, yeah, this is what's important. And she goes, yeah, I guess so. And he goes, okay, honey, I'll take care of it. And off Mercury goes to take care of it. Let him take care of it. Listen to the wisdom. Your inner wisdom, the outer wisdom. Don't go arguing with Mercury when he's in Scorpio. He knows best. He's very intense and passionate, and he's answering to Mars and Aquarius, and he's saying to you, this probably isn't where you want to be. And you're kind of like, well, you know, we have trouble as humans letting go of those things. So let Mercury and Mars help you this week. When they say, bah, 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 go, all right, all right, I hear you, I hear you, and, and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Venus this week, going backwards, going from nine to six. And she's just really going backwards. So we want to allow her in her Scorpio energy, maybe feel a little sorry for herself, maybe feel a little sad, maybe want to delve into some stuff. Um, she has a semi-square to Athena, so even if she does see what you're saying, she might not want to agree with you. She also has a quintile to Pluto. She gets it. She just, just, just doesn't want to do it. You know, it's kind of like when you're in a bad relationship and you know you're not supposed to do it, but you're just not quite ready to let it go. You want to look at your bad relationships this week you know, with a clear unjaundiced eye. Mercury will help you. Mercury will help you. The nodes of fate will advise you. They will encourage you to uh, shift your thoughts or to see it. Just agree to see it. You don't have to change just yet. You have to see it. Mars, of course, on the world axis, aspecting Chiron, getting a little wounded, aspecting Neptune, feeling a little sorry for himself, maybe a little drunk, big week for falling off the wagon, double down on your AA meetings or your whatever you do to maintain sobriety because Mars is pushing, pushing, pushing. And, of course, Vesta's out of bounds. So she wants us to kind of take extra good care of ourselves. And Vesta this right now in, in her out-of-bounds state is in Capricorn, right? She and Saturn are kind of tracking each other. 
um, she's going a little, she's starting to separate from him, but it's really about where your home is, where your hearth is. Jupiter is in a semi-square to Vesta, saying, you know, can you go home again, or do you even want to, if you could? You may want to run away from home. <laughs> I encourage that. Um, both Neptune and Pluto are talking to Ceres, and they're inviting you to think about what you want to create uh, and why. Right. And then, um, last but not least, uh, Alice Athena is semi in conjunct, in, in conjunct or uh, quincunx eris. So even if you do see it clearly, you might not really want to acknowledge it. So um, I just encourage you all to be really kind to yourself this week because it is about your role in the greater world. And it's also the moon is the moon's going through the greater world houses and then your purpose on Earth. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a big challenge from the moon and Venus retrograde in Scorpio, right? Okay, now I'm also pleased to announce um, or encouraging you. Uh, I'm teaching that workshop in Tuscany and um, in May, from uh, May 9th to the 15th. And there's information on my website. We've um, we've been doing pretty well with sales, but we'd like to encourage you. Um, to check it out and to sign up or to think about signing up. And we're offering an early, you know, there is the sign-up bonus, uh, sign-up sign up early bonus where we're taking money off of the early bird. It's called an early bird special. I'm totally blanking right there. Early bird special. And what we're going to do in this workshop here, I'm going to talk about it. So if you don't want the advertisement, but it's really worth it. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. It's a small group. Um, we're going to be, it's run by a woman named Jane who runs many yoga retreats. So there's going to be yoga and movement and dance. And then there's going to be uh, a lot of astrology lessons, living in a community with other astrologers. And having just come from a week in, in Tucson, I just really appreciate my tribe, you know. And we're going to focus on predictive techniques and really helping folks build their predictive skills and understand how to work with the energy of the chart. Now, when I say predictive, and you know, people go, oh, you know, I don't know that I want to predict stuff. I want you to think about it as your ability to anticipate how to use the energy in a productive way. Because you have this natal chart, right, that you're, you're living in and you're growing in and you're experiencing. And then what we watch is what I do every week in the weekly weather here is I do what's in the heavens. And I say, hey, watch when planets are between... You know, in the case of Mercury, he's going from 6 Scorpio to 19 Scorpio. Uh, Venus is hanging out in the early Scorpio, 9 Scorpio, back to 7. You know, Jupiter, Mars is on the world point. You know, maybe he's going to pick a fight with somebody in the public world. Um, Learning how to do that for yourself. Learning how to do that for your friends and family. uh, And then looking ahead to say, okay, what is my evolution? What is my psychological development over time. What do I want in my life? Where am I going? What are the bigger, wider expanses of my life? Let me understand how to look at those, how to look at what's coming ahead, and how to anticipate and plan for it. And then just plain old predictive, knowing how to kind of look at things, look at the chart and understand it. And I know when I fell in love with astrology, one of the things that I found incredibly comforting was like, you mean it's all there? 
you can look at this thing and figure out what the heck's going to happen in your life? And the answer was yes. There are seasons to a life. To every life there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. A purpose under heaven. So I would invite you to check out the Tuscany trip. We're having a special. Uh, we're offering a discount, uh, through early bird special through the end of October. And sign up. I mean, it's really going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot of astrology. We're going to live live as a little community in this vineyard in Tuscany, eat, eating wonderful food, having yoga, having meditation, having some really supportive, integrative, grow-your-soul rituals, and then learning astrology, sacred astrology, understanding the path of your soul, why you're here. We have payment plans. We have rooms, we have food, we have the beautiful hills of Tuscany inviting you to join me and Jane and Bronwyn, our wonderful assistant, on a assistant astrologer and retreat leader Jane Reeves on a journey of the heart. So take care and I wish you all a good week. And I'm off to Sunday and then the next week ahead. It should be an interesting week. Not nearly as bad, but really watch for the messages from the heavens. Lots of communication this week. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off. Bye-bye.